We're back. It's Engage Magazine on American Family Radio. In the last segment, we went over a very brief, a very surface level understanding of the Islamic faith. And Wesley, you know, we've got to be realistic. We have 13 minutes. Uh, There's no way that we can really dive into all the nuances of the Islamic faith, right? But what we did is we we gave it a a good shot, I think. Uh, We have Alex McFarland. Uh, He is back in with us. But here's the thing. If you missed that, it's going to be really important um, that you know what we talked about in the first segment to understand kind of the mindset we're coming into into this second segment. So if you haven't listened to the first segment, if you just got in your car, you just happen to be listening, you can go check us out. It's engagemagazine.net slash podcast. Uh, go listen to that, engagemagazine.net slash podcast. In studio right now, we have Alex McFarland. And now this segment, we're going to be talking about how do we reach um, Muslim people with the gospel of Christ. So Alex, First off, thanks again for being here. Oh, thanks for all you do. And listen, I am so excited about Engage and all that you guys are doing, broadcasting, publishing, events. Uh, You're doing a phenomenal job. And I just want to say I've I've watched from the initial conversations to (laughs) how God has just put his hand all over Engage. People across this nation are are watching and being blessed by it. And I feel so honored to, to know you guys and watch what you're doing. Well, you know, one of the things that we want to do on Engage is we always want to point people to great resources. And one great resource is your website. Uh, so kind of real quick, tell us uh, a little bit about what's how to get to what is your website and then also what can people expect when they get there? Oh, thanks. Well, just my name, alexmcfarland.com. And then we've got links to, you know, things I do with exploring the word and viral truth, which is, you know, we have a radio show on Sunday afternoons on American Family Radio Network called Viral Truth. But... um. I, I do a lot of writing and speaking. All my books are there, and uh, so just— I've read two of them. They're great. <laughs> well, to God be the glory. You know, with American Family Studios, we did a video curriculum on mm-hmm. apologetics for parents that won an award this past weekend, and I, I praise God, and I, I give a big shout-out for Jeff Shambly in American Family Studios. Yeah, and that's a great curriculum. It's 21 questions— That your kids will ask about 21 God. questions that your kids will ask, and that's available at the AFA store. You can go to yeah. afastore.net. And, and you know what? I, I want to give a, a word of encouragement to everybody listening. We live in such a great time, whether the issue is Islam or whether it's, you know, like atheism and reaching people that are skeptical or, you know, can we really trust the Bible— we are living in what I would call the, the golden age of apologetics because, you know, we've had many decades um, from the 60s and C.S. Lewis mm-hmm. up through the 70s, 80s, 90s. Uh, some names like Josh McDowell and Ravi Zacharias came along and Norm Geisler. And now you've got exciting people like Sean McDowell or J. Warner Wallace. And the evidence is there. I mean, sure, we believe in Jesus by faith. But historically, uh, scientifically, philosophically, uh, uh, biologically, I mean, from any vantage point, the evidence for God and specifically Christianity is just incredibly persuasive. Mm-hmm. Do you think that's a byproduct of our um, of, of also kind of being in this information age? You know, as we know more about the universe than we've ever known before, we know about more about the human body than we've ever known before. We know more about things than we've ever known before, and maybe it's because we have greater access to information so we can compile better? I think so. And and let me talk about how the... Let's talk about the Bible and the Quran, how this relates to Islam. Mm -hmm. One of the things that if you you talk with Muslims, and I want to encourage people, make friends with Muslims. And Angie and I try to do that. It was my joy. um, 
I give God the praise. I led a, a Muslim man to Christ and baptized him in North Carolina uh, not that long ago. But there was over a year of friendship building. Mm, and just yeah. you have to put in the time. Exactly. It, it's a commitment. But one of the things he he said, well, you know, the, the New Testament has been changed and been corrupted. Now, um, this is my, you know, I teach on this, on the manuscripts of the Bible and mm-hmm. how the Bible has been preserved. So here's the question, and and you ask it in a in a polite way. But so several times he had said to me, well, I've learned that the Bible, you can't trust it. Now, the Old Testament, they definitely trust. They have a, a great reverence for the Old Testament, although they do think that Ishmael was sacrificed on Mount Moriah, not Isaac. But the New Testament is where we really want to hone in. So he's like, the, the New Testament has been corrupted, been changed, been altered. I said, okay, what are the changes and when were they stuck in? Crickets chirping, silence. <laughs> I said, if you're going to tell me the New Testament has been changed, what verses are changed and when were those changes introduced? And there's no answer because we have, you're talking about the information age, we have this great um, continuum of how the manuscripps were copied and, and collated, and the answer is there aren't changes stuck in. Right, and we can go back and we can see. Yeah. Uh, you now there are textual variants, which is a whole yeah, different discussion. A, a and, different uh, discussion. Yeah. yeah, we can go into that. But, but the fact is, what we have now, we are very confident is what was written. Oh, absolutely. And even, let me just say, even a couple of scholars like Bart Ehrman, who's an atheist, Gerd Ludemann, who's a German atheist, uh, they don't believe the Bible, but they will definitely defend that it has been preserved. Now, so I've said to Muslims when we're talking, I've said, look, the same New Testament that existed at the time of Muhammad is the New Testament that was compiled and copied and we have by the second century. So if you're going to tell me that it's been changed, I, I just need to know what are the changes and when were they put in? Because we've got this continuum of the, yeah. the present. Right, but also that puts the... Um well, what's the word I'm looking for now? All back in kind of the Yeah, it puts them all in their court. Yeah, yeah the, the, the burden of proof is now on them, uh, and so which is always a good thing. You're listening to Engage Magazine on American Family Radio. So grateful that you've listened this afternoon. We hope we've been of some help, some benefit for those out there that have uh, Muslims in their community, Muslims in their um, Muslims friends, just in general. Uh, also, we've got a new station we need to recognize in Virginia and so I just want to recognize all those that are listening in Virginia and all the way across from East Coast to West Coast that's listening today on Engage Magazine on American Family Radio. We have Alex McFarland in the studio, and we're discussing how to reach Muslims uh, in an ISIS-charged culture. He has an article up on EngageMagazine.net, and you can read that article there. And so we're moving on from the first segment we discussed how— uh, or what? What are the um, the basics of the Islamic faith? And now we're discussing how to reach them. And Alex, you just mentioned that first of all, it's a good start by asking questions. Yeah, <laughs> ask questions. But also, uh, your your first approach when when discussing them is they had concerns about the reliability of the New Testament. Mm-hmm. What is the what is something else you've uh, you came you've come across as you approach a Muslim? Well, I, I would say uh, these four things. Number one, pray. Mm. Uh, number two, be very respectful. Mm. Uh, and number three, be in it for the long haul. And number four, help them understand that where you stand with God is is more important than family, friends, or culture, even. Mm-hmm. And and 
I do think we need to appreciate that when, when a Muslim becomes a follower of Jesus, this is a huge thing. I mean, in some parts of the world, as we all know, it could mean uh, death or martyrdom. But even in westernized countries and first world nations like America, uh, for them to become a Christ follower, some, it's still costly. It is very, very costly. You know, it Wesley, really is. you and I have visited a place in Atlanta, which is a, a big yeah. refugee um, a home, and there are cases there of people who um, come from Islamic countries, uh, converted to Christianity, and they were were very well harmed. Um, yeah. I, I don't know of any deaths, Wesley, but I, I do know that, that some have been harmed because harmed of it. for sure, and just absolutely disowned. Can you just imagine? That's the other shunned. big thing, they've been yeah. shunned. Yeah. Let's just think about that for a moment. If you came home to your, your family, American family, and said, hey, I came came to faith in Christ this week, uh, most, you know, more, more times than not, whether they're Christian or not, they're more mm-hmm. like, okay, sounds good, whatever, carry on. Yeah. But that's not the case if, if you come from the from a Muslim background. You get disowned. Uh, can you imagine your parents saying they don't want to have anything to do with you so far that you get your stuff out and leave, and if you don't, I'll make you? Yeah. Uh, I mean, yes. and, and, you know, this is where we in the church, we can really, uh, we come alongside. We have a word, koinonia, which is the word for fellowship. Yeah. And we come along and we can love and build relationships. And I would just encourage people um, – Muslims can be reached for Christ. I mean, we, we've seen it. It was my privilege uh, not long ago to be in Cincinnati, Ohio. There was a big conference called Call of Love, and there were hundreds of former Muslims, now Christians. Now, now many of these were engineers and doctors. I mean, these, these were like very highly educated people, many of them, who shared their testimony, unbelievably moving testimonies of how they came to faith in Christ. And so there is a growing... I believe movement of Muslims who, in their heart, they want to know the true mm-hmm. God. You know, and I think that Tom Doyle, which we've had Tom with E3 Partners, we've had him on the program before. Uh, you can go to engagemagazine.net/podcast, and uh, and we'll put a link to uh, to those podcasts in the description for this one. But uh, you know, Tom spends time in the Middle East. He spends time in in Jerusalem and, uh, and in Asia, and he says that there's a ton of Muslim people that are having dreams. They're having dreams about Jesus. They're meeting Jesus. Uh, now, one of the things that he says that, he, that just absolutely amazes me is that people don't come out of a dream saved, but they come out of a dream Thinking. with their heart softened <laughs> toward the gospel. And then all of a sudden, a Christian comes, just happens to pass by their way. <laughs> and then they present the gospel, and then the person accepts Christ. But that is happening all over the world. Um, and so. What we need is, I don't know if, if game plan would be the right word for it, but we definitely need a strategy whenever we start thinking about this. So so go back over the four things that you had just said um, about what we need to keep in mind whenever we want to, or whenever we, we have about, an opportunity to minister to a, a Muslim. We've got about two minutes. Save okay. time. Could I got another yep. question for okay. you? So really quick, the four things. Well, pray, <laughs> uh, be respectful, be in it for the long haul, and help them understand that where they stand with God is more important than anything else. Okay. All right, I got a question. I'm a realist, okay? okay? And I'm just looking at numbers here. I'm just looking at uh, the just uh, Surah, Surah 9 5. It says, fight and slay pagans wherever you find them. I'm just looking at their religion. What are some practical um, cautions that you can give? Uh, obviously, we live in America, but I mean, even in America, we see some of these radicalized 
Muslims oh, do dangerous things and terror. What are just some practical cautions for a Christian as we go to advance uh, the kingdom of God in the Muslim community? Well, I, I think we need to make our, our elected officials understand that we cannot, we must not, we dare not allow Sharia to exist as a subset of American life. Mm. I mean, we can't have a country mm-hmm. within a country. And, and while we, we have to get close enough to share Jesus— uh, in no way does Christian love mean that we roll over and play dead. You've, you have to be realistic and understand that on the political side, um, much of the Islamic world wants to take over the planet. Okay. And we cannot let the U.S. Constitution and our freedoms be endangered. By that. That's what I wanted to hear. Amen. All right. Your website. Oh, alexmcfarland.com. You can check out alexmcfarland.com. You can also read his articles at engagemagazine.net. Do you have an idea for a podcast for a radio program? Let us know at engagefaq at afa.net. Until next week, keep on sharing truth and applying scripture.